2: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. People, we are back for another episode of the Knife Talk podcast. My name is Marek Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts. As always, I'm here with Craig Lockwood of Chopped Knives. And I'm here as well with Jeff Vader, who's finally made it back from the toilet. Of Vader Knives. <laughs> you two dorks. Well, yeah, I, mean, I swear to
3: God. I heard last week's episode, you two knuckleheads. I mean, you can't even spell the fucking title right. <laughs> did I spell it wrong? You what fucking... you it was, it was, it was, I, mean, I mean, you want to talk about it. It should have been. You made the... I wasn't here because apparently I had uh, undercooked turkey and diarrhea, which... <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's all, it's fine but yeah, then trip you named it fucking turkey squits. squits what the fuck is a squit it's turkey a squirts
4: <laughs> <laughs> a squid? squits
3: squits is that is that is that what it is in, in Wales it's a, it's a phrase
4: the squits yes oh, yeah. is that I'm what the it squits. is yeah. Oh, yeah how come the you the squits? squits is even better I it should have to be been the squirts
3: <laughs> i'm reading i'm just like they're breaking my balls you can even proofread the title <laughs>
4: the squits no it was intentionally the squits that's the thing is that's that a, is that in the in the uk they say the squits the squits yeah, somebody gets the squits, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, I thought you've just, I was like, oh, God, he didn't even
4: spell we, it right. We're an international podcast, come
3: on now. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> there you go. So good well,
4: job, guys. Last week's well, uh, vamping was uh, awesome. Thank you. Well, I'll be honest with you, it was, oh. it was a strange show because we were about to hit record. I pulled up the notes, and this just shows how much we, we rely on you, Jeff. Um, we normally just pull up the notes and we're ready to go. Pulled up the notes and realized it was the questions that had been answered the previous no, I, week. No,
3: that's not true. I did them, I? I got them all squared away before I, before you guys were done. Ah, well, maybe my notes didn't I, what sync do you up. Listen then, to me, listen to me, Turkey Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait,
4: I swear <laughs> to God, a <Your> little gobbler.
3: <laughs> I fucking all I asked for, and I'll tell you. I'll ask for one week off. I, I don't ask for you. I cover for you guys no problem. And I was like, all right, well, I'll give these guys, because, like, I mean, you're two of you. You don't, I mean, you lift, all you do is break my balls. But, I mean, I'll, I'll get your questions squared away. So I. Thought, oh, I'll be thoughtful and get them all squared away. So these boys are, have, all they have to do is show up and press record. And all of a sudden it's like, did you know how a, a Walkman works? I mean, Jesus <laughs> H. Christ. <laughs> Jesus ah! H. Christ. I mean, that's fucking knife talk now?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I thought it was a good show.
3: It was a good show. And I'm just like, I to queued them all up for questions and now it's like uh, oh
4: man you know <laughs> sorry. sorry Well, no, that does show how much we rely on you because fine. they weren't there instantly for me and I was just like oh fuck um, I
3: listened because you know funny enough I listen be- well I listen every week but I listened because I wanted to make sure that for this week whatever questions you you answered I wanted to make sure that I had removed those so I was trying uh, to be due diligence no diligent. questions
4: we kept it simple <laughs> we kept it very very simple yeah 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 <laughs> But, so uh, how how was it anyway? How was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. It, it was the best Thanksgiving
3: I've ever had in my life. And I am I'm, I'm, I only do Thanksgiving wow. because of um, my, my wife loves it and I always go out of my way to make sure that she has a good Thanksgiving because this is the time of the year where she's working extra and she's got to swap holidays and she usually has to work Christmas and stuff like that. So Thanksgiving for us is like I try to make her everything she wants. So the best part was is my daughter's home for three for the for. Just a long weekend, and I was like, I can't, I can't do, I can't even think straight until she, once she gets here. So I bailed out because I was just like, I'm not, I'm not staying late to do putt knife talk for yeah, my yeah, kid. Yeah. So we had a blast. Right, my kid was is just, you know, this has been unbelievable. And the crazy thing is, in the United States for Thanksgiving, the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking holiday of the, of the biggest drinking night at bars. I don't know if you know that, Craig. But I don't know no, that. No. You you knew that, right, Marekka? No. Because
2: everybody's off work the next day, I assume. No, it's because... I assumed it would have been New Year's Eve.
3: Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving Eve is notorious. (coughs) Big drinking night, because everyone's home from college. So all the Ah. students are home for college, and they all meet their high school friends, and they get fucking whacked. So Hil Lilo had gone to a party, and they brought booze. And Hil Lilo's like, "I'm on fucking medication. I'm not getting crazy." And the kid like, allegedly, the kid, the mother came in. Are you guys drinking? And the kid said, "No, mom. No, no, ma, No, ma. Five minutes later, Lilo's like, "She'd been on cough medicine." She's like, I, you know i ain't doing this what am i doing scissor i'm not doing that so she she calls me up she's like "Ah, pick me up i gotta get out of here so she picked her up and then five minutes later i guess the mother came in and the and the the girl who was hosting it threw up everywhere oh so it was like sweet so it was amazing (laughs) but the you know i'll just tell you the crazy part I'll get off this thing is the crazy part is um the woman who got me into the New York City Marathon was an old high school friend, and we reconnected. She's a interior designer, awesome, awesome person. We were really close friends during uh, high school, and she was like, you know, we'd see her Thanksgiving. Everyone'd come back for a while, you know, Thanksgiving we'd all go out and stuff like that. Turns out they found her dead in her apartment.
2: Oh my god! She was, she
3: was, she was, she was found dead. So this dead. woman
4: who Lila was at her house.
3: She was later found dead. No, Lala wasn't at her fucking house. This nothing to do with. No, yeah. My daughter oh, killed her. Sorry, this, this is a separate story. Sorry. This is a separate story. story. So, this is a friend wow, okay. of mine who happened to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I'm indicting my daughter. My daughter. <laughs> yeah, <had committed, laughs> dad, come get me. I need to go. I killed someone. No, this woman that I knew. Happened to be a very famous uh, interior designer, and she died in her apartment, and no one knew. No one knew she was there, and then her office started calling after five days. She'd been dead in her apartment for five days. Oh, and I mean, it was very. So it was a crazy weekend of like high highs and low lows, and I mean, I'm not going to get into it. But she had a dog in the apartment, and. Dog gotta eat oh, no. something, so it's. It oh. Was, yeah, it's no. it's in the newspaper. It's like a big production, and she was like, oh. "So it was this wild weekend, and then meantime, I'm on a fucking. I've been working out. I'm getting ready. My birthday's coming up, and I'm like feeling great. Otherwise, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad glad to be back. Working hard in the shop, ready for Christmas, Hanukkah, holidays, and we're hauling ass.
4: Nice. Nice. So you just gave the best spoiler for your full blast tomorrow cuz everybody's going to want to listen to full blast well, tomorrow. Well, it's now.
3: it's last week's. So this is coming out on. This is coming out on on Monday. Monday. Full blast came out on Friday. Friday.
4: So. Yes, but yeah. it's you know, it's fresh. It's new. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, it was it? That was a good episode by the way. So, if you want to hear the whole thing. That's
4: Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay. Morocco, how's it been going? Going
2: good. Just hanging out, getting knives finished. Uh had a friend actually come visit the shop uh for a little bit. He's a really good dude. He's uh he was a farrier, um, uh, but he got a family going and uh now he's working for the state, which is great because state jobs have all kinds of security around. Big it. time. <laughs> Big time. And um farrier work's tough. Ferry work is super tough. But anyways, it's he's a good buddy. It's been a while since I've seen him and so it was good to catch up. Uh but otherwise just yeah, just doing the normal in the shop. Um god you're working on getting the calendar put together uh this year i think i did i mention it before this year is going to be women of steel oh Oh. so it's going to be featuring all female makers and then i don't
4: know how many years is this you've done the calendar this is like the
2: third right fourth this will be the fifth year i believe fifth
4: Fifth? wow
2: yeah maybe yeah yep so that's going good and yeah i think i don't know nothing too crazy for me on my end
4: um yeah everything's good nice everything's very nice fifth fifth year Wowzers. fifth Mm -hmm. year i know jeez
3: crazy jeez yeah well when is it going to be available to buy
2: uh we're still getting art from the makers but i think we'll start pre-sales Um, probably in the next, once we get the art submitted, we have a two week turnaround, but once we get the art submitted, that's when we'll probably start selling the calendar so that once they land, so people
3: should be getting on your newsletter so they get on it fast,
2: right? Get on the newsletter or, or I'll be posting it on social media as well. Um, and I'll have links and stuff all over the place. Uh, and if you guys don't mind, I'll probably post it on the KTP page as well. And yeah but yeah that'll be once the art's submitted and then we got a two-week turnaround so that as soon as they get back to us they land we package and mail everything off and out the door as quickly as possible
4: 2024 wowzers yeah this year has absolutely flown it's just like can't believe
3: it. I mean Christmas is almost here it's crazy yeah yeah totally crazy yeah
4: how you doing (sighs) 355 Good. It's been a, stress, a really stressful week, actually. Um, the yeah, the, Basically, our, our single's now been launched, and it's been out there for the week. Tomorrow, um, so this is Thursday night, we record. Tomorrow is Friday, which is when the chart gets released, so we'll know tomorrow at 6pm where we are in the chart. Um, and this whole thing's been geared up to get a good chart position. Get a good chart position, you get in the festivals and all that kind of stuff. So it's all been geared up to that. Um, and yeah, it's just been a lot going on radio interviews and radio stuff and just making sure that every sort of sale is being scanned properly, um, for the, for the chart registration and just, yeah, just, just lots of like admin kind of stuff in the background that you wouldn't know necessarily needs to happen, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's quite stressful. So tomorrow we, we get our position and that, that's it. All that work leads up to the grand unveiling at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Wow. So.
3: mm mm-hmm. So, yes. so, I mean, based off of what you've seen with your last single, how do you
4: feel this is going? We have sold a hell of a lot more. Oh, good. Um, to the point where we actually sold out yesterday. So we had to get back onto the manufacturing plant to, oh. um, to put more out, um, which is a real bummer, actually, because there's obviously minimum orders, you know, a minimum order of a thousand per order. And um, the fact that we only had one day of sales left we're like, well, we still need to get more in, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, one of those things. But, well, I mean, the thing is, who knows who else has released this? We won't know until tomorrow who else has released this week, really. You know, because it, it could be anybody. I mean, last time when I did, Harry Styles released five singles in one fucking week. I know, what a um, dick. Yeah, and I was fuming. I was, if he does that again, that's it. Um, so, yeah, so who knows who we're up against tomorrow. But, um we've done it quite tactically you know so i've I've got chart data over the last five years so we can see uh, you know the, the the week of the year when things sell the least um and i see that as an opportunity i think we're going to go for that week because we've got less competition that was that that was the thinking behind it um so we've given ourselves the best chance we possibly could um yeah who knows who knows tomorrow maybe I wouldn't say life-changing, but it could certainly change things a lot, you know, for us. So, yeah, it's all good.
3: So, all good. like, you'll know if you get invited
4: to concerts and stuff or to do festivals? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a huge festival scene here in the UK over the last sort of five, six years. Well, ten years. It's grown massively to, you know, huge festivals every weekend during the summer um, with, you know, world-class acts and all the rest of it. Hmm. Um, generally, we're going over a full weekend. Like, like Coachella, every weekend somewhere huge huge things um you know two hundred fifty thousand people that kind of thing um so you know to, to get on the bill for those festivals is difficult because everybody wants to be there um but you know getting a chart position will certainly help that so yeah the work we've been doing this year is sort of getting relationships with all the all the festivals that kind of thing and just letting them know that we're about and then once you know hopefully we get a good chart position then we just hammer them and say look let's go we're ready to go you know and do you have a manager, or is it you? It's mainly me. Oh jeez, mainly me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Doing yeah, like late last night, editing. We got we we got another song coming out tomorrow, which is Friday. So by the time you hear this, we'll have another song out. Basically, we're releasing a song every Friday for the next four weeks. Um, and so they all need videos. They all need lots of admin behind them, that kind of thing. So, hmm. yeah. So I've just completed a video for this one. Whereas the first one, we had a budget, and we you know we had a proper director, and we made a video wow um, this one is more of a homemade thing um but it sort of suits and it works so yeah so that'll be live just after the weekend i think
3: so. may i may I ask you about your lead singer he's dreamy he's dreamy adam's dreamy is he <laughs> don't you think i mean i, I saw this Adam. i saw this fucking video and he's like oh. I'm Adam from the Three Five Fives, and he's just like and I'm. Just like you, bunch of fucking old guys trying to. We are old guys. Yeah. I mean, you look. you I mean, I saw that picture of the Thorey sitting against that wall. You were in that Adidas track suit. You looking like Polly Walnuts. <laughs> wait for a. I'm the spice of the band. Played a gabagool. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, well, How are they pulling his ass up? How long does it take you to get up off the floor?
4: Yeah, no filters that's the only rule no filters
3: i love that picture because you're all like let's sit let's sit on this let's sit on this corner of this street let's all wear our sunglasses (laughs) and stare at the same fucking thing
4: hilarious
3: (laughs) well i got my album i'm looking forward to it i got a message from chalky's Saying it's ah, on Ah, yes, the way. yeah,
4: the distributors, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, I think quite a few of our listeners have as well. So thank you all. Anybody who has, thank you. they Currently, they've been shipped. They're on their way to you. Nice. Um, and I said they are that is the quickest way to listen to hear all four songs because the final song won't be out until December 15th, I believe, if we're doing one a week. so There
2: you go. Right. What does it take for you to get on a show, like a sh- uh, program, like a show or something, like tonight's show? or Oh, oh, wow, geez, you'd, like
4: you'd need, you'd need. Top ten, you'd need lots of press. <clears throat> so yeah, we have got like a we got radio plugger we've employed to you know to plug us to get on okay. radio stations and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and it, it, to be honest, it's not really a fair game because the big, uh, the big uh, record labels, you can buy all the data that you need. So right. uh, let's say mm. let's say you wanted number one in the charts, um, you could buy the data for what the current sales are for that week. And then you can you can game it. Then you know you could put some marketing spend in and that kind of thing. I see. But 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 it's like a few grand to do that each day. So obviously the small guys like us can't afford to do that. So we're right. we're just hoping tomorrow. We don't know where we're going to be. We haven't got a clue. The bigger acts, they all know exactly where they're going to be in the chart because they've got the data every day to see what other people are selling and all the rest of it. Um, so it's not really a fair game. But uh, you know, doing what we can. Last mm-hmm. question: What does the three five fives mean? The three five five is a style of guitar. Oh, okay. um, so it's an um, ES three five five, which is th- those sort of big guitars with the F holes, you know? The oh, yeah, the, old F-hole. the old F hole, the old F hole. That's the one.
3: Yeah, it's sticky F hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back with the old F hole, back, back again. Knife talk.
4: Let's just make a note of that as a show title. Yeah. The
3: sticky F hole. I'm just glad, off no, sticky. You go too, you go too far, dude. This is the reason why, like, the big guys don't want going to do with us. The f holes, okay. The f holes. No, that, that would have been a good name too.
4: <laughs>
3: okay, let's talk knives, shall we? I mean, that's oh, sort of why we I thought we were gonna sort talk. I thought I, I missed here. out on like uh, cassette recorder time. I'm, I'm fine, with, fine with whatever you want. <laughs> I thought last week was a nice, gentle show. We were just kicking back. We were just I know. Chats. And every time my name got mentioned, you dragged me, you motherfuckers. Except, <laughs> except here's here's the best part, you two fucking knuckleheads. You drag me every time except for when there you guys are going to have this big collaboration and then Mareko's is going to get me the steel to to bring over to, to for Craig to use. But meanwhile, you drag me the whole fucking day except for now I'm the mule. I'm the mule for the steel. Yeah. Really outrageous. Yeah. So unbelievable. Did you get-
4: did you get any requests to
3: collaborate? Uh yes, I did. Thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you very much. <laughs> Fuck
2: you very how, how much. Many did and you get?
3: I got enough. And, and uh, our <laughs> listeners, uh, our listeners seem to think that uh, they've seem to believe. And I also had some hope you're feeling better messages, which was even oh, more nice. annoying.
2: Hey, it was annoying. They
3: care. They,
2: they don't care. from the crap Because
3: uh, you, <laughs> you fucking guy, I could, I've never undercooked a turkey in my life. God damn you never poisoned anybody my dad oh, i have to tell you this my dad was a awesome cook but he cooked such rich thanksgivings that my sisters used to call talk, tell me they would have to pull over to the side of the road on the way home to throw up because oh, it was geez. so so, uh, so i, I Jeez, that skipped a generation so
4: yeah Here you go. yeah Overcooked and dry instead. Okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah. 355. So five. that was your weight. Oh. <laughs> oosh, oosh. Just kidding, okay. baby. We kidding, shall baby. do some questions just after this. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, <laughs> go to evenheat-kiln.com. Yeah, you
3: already named the podcast. You're hilarious. You don't miss a beat.
4: <laughs> it's already in the notes. I know. I see it. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> let's do some questions shall we um who wants to take the first one
2: this one is from ben Kamon. he says i'm sure i'm not the first writing you about this but uh will there be a
4: fucking dci episode <laughs> there was it was live I um you had to be there or be square um actually there was going to be i i tried editing it but um it's because we use different different software it was just a wreck mm. it was out of sync and i mean out of sync isn't normally a problem because you just drag them into sync but it was drifting so you know it was it's... in the sync then it wasn't and it would it would have just be a oh, nightmare. jeff's connection was all over the place as well and, yeah. falling out. Um, and it's one of those things where we're chatting with people with with a live chat there as well and i think if you're not there it's a, you know, it to, was, to know what we're talking about. It'd be a bit weird. It would be a tough listen with
3: all the people yeah. coming in and out, and it was just like it would be a tough listen.
4: Hmm. Yeah, it was very much a visual thing as well. Learn. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it was it was good fun. It always is. Let's face. P.S.
3: Less Let's just do it. We haven't done a recap of the DCI.
4: Yeah,
3: you have a tendency to push. I feel as though you're pu- you try to push pair in a position <laughs> of an un. <laughs> it's like. It's like <laughs> I feel like you want you're you're always a- a little one step over the line with Pear. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's the end of Damas deal. Yeah, Every fucking time. I did
4: check this year because I, I sent an image literally 20 minutes before we went live to Carly yeah. To send, yeah. is this too far? And she said, no, it's absolutely fine. Oh, now, you, what I did, now you're throwing what, Carly under the bus. But what I did find out later is Pear had no idea about the whole Britney yeah. Spears and the knives thing. Okay. So he's just like, why is my picture weird? <laughs> so on this so to set it up to the listener, so Craig
3: superimposed Pear's face over Britney Spears dancing with knives with her belly shirt and he sent me the an image and I'm like oh my god he's like I know you know this was, it was at the, this the day after the whole Instagram you know uh, gave knife makers some trouble and yeah. uh, I guess you know you were saying I know why this happened it's because of this and all of a sudden you post this picture and then there's this pear smiling <laughs> the, the head of damasteel superimposed onto Britney Spears's wacko body and I was like, it's it, man. It's over. It's over. Nice knowing you, David yeah. Steele.
4: He must thought, what the hell? I said, he didn't know about the whole Britney oh, Spears thing. He had no idea. Thing. It was only later he emailed me and said, oh, I've just been shown the whole Britney Spears thing. It makes <laughs> sense now. The best part was, was
3: he was, uh, from what Carly said, he was just back from the plane from China, dead right. tired, had to yeah. run this goddamn thing. And didn't really know what you were gonna do, but most likely knew what you were gonna do. Knew you can do something. <laughs> and the best part was is was you were like, I know what it is. I got a picture, I got a picture. And he's like and he just said he just looks at the camera and goes, Craig. I
4: think you're joking
3: with me. <laughs> he was not <laughs> he was not braced he was not braced for that image. So
4: the thing is I couldn't call up the image either because I, I know, wasn't in charge of sharing the screen, so it was dragging it on a bit. <laughs> yeah, dragging it on
3: and he's getting a little bit more and more nervous knowing, Oh God. I know they're gonna um, do something. You never know what they're gonna do. Yeah. So good job.
4: It's That's the, is that the fourth year we've done that as well? And each yeah. year I've managed to make him sweat just I, feel a little. Like, <laughs> I feel like i feel like i feel like you're trying to get us kicked off which is like i like that too you know it's like who cares it's all so. good. it's so good um so anyway so the, um no we won't be putting that episode up just because it, it wouldn't work with, without the context of right. the video and all the rest of it really yeah yeah if it didn't drift it would have been it really was maybe maybe yeah. uh, jaybird okay. knives
3: our friend jaybird knives says I was wondering what the proper hardness for a chef knife is. I use AEBL, and according to Knife Engineering by Dr. Laren Thomas, the way I'm heat treating puts me at 63 Rockwell after temper, which seems a little bit high. I would love to know your insights, and I've been listening since Craig interviewed Walter Sorrels. You guys only get better with time. You hear that? Only, only Sorrows, get better. That was some
4: time ago. Geez, that is. Yeah. Like, I
3: mean, talking about a real metamorphosis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Walter Sorrels to the
4: F-holes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very proper show to start with, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah. So tell me, Mister Sorrel, yeah. what was the inspiration behind?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like literally. You're literally BBC, and then and now it's like you're Ricky Gervais. It's like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um. Okay. So. Um, for a chef's knife, What do you hardness, think about proper
3: hardness, fellows?
4: Um, it depends the the purpose. I mean, a chef's knife could be, you know, one of many types. Um, and it depends on the purpose. I mean, if it's something that, you know, uh, like, like these, a lot of these Japanese knives are very, very hard and you, they need a lot of looking after and you take care of them. Um, but if something you're just bashing stuff out with all day, you know, sort of late 50s, 58, 59 is quite normal. So completely depends on, on the purpose of it. Um, yeah. What do you think, Morocco?
2: Uh, I think that's manageable. Uh, 63. I mean, 63 is kind of high, but as long as a person is cutting on the proper surface and cutting yeah. like fruits and vegetables and, and boneless meat, you should be good. It also depends on, you know, how thick the material is behind the primary cutting edge. Um, all that plays into the thing, into, um, you know whether or not it should be 63 rockwell or not um yeah i don't know what do you think jeff <sighs>
3: i think the hardness thing it becomes more interesting when you're dealing with people using your knife and the whole thing is is how hard is it going to be for somebody to maintain the knife right you know we've talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about how um <sighs> and all those guys they do like 53 rockwell they do fifty-four rock. I know. I know really great bladesmiths who say, "You could do a knife of fifty-one rock, Well, no one cares." And it's like, I mean, at some point there is this idea of like, what's somebody willing to put into a knife, too? You know. I know. Uh, I was talking to Isaiah Schroeder years ago, and he said he got some knife up to like high sixties, early seventies, and wow. he's like, "It is a bitch to sharpen." No, and I'm no. like, part of me is just like, "Yeah." I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. It's like, you know, it's isn't like a Fucking dick measuring contest on hardness. If somebody can't use, the, if somebody can't maintain the edge, then it's like, who cares? It's like, you know. So, yeah. I tend to think that uh, I'm in with the uh Craig Craig uh, situation. I try to be in around like 59. Rockwell he's kind of like a good sweet spot, 58. And sometimes I've been in 57 too. So, I don't get to. I mean, people don't call, send it back, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, the high rock weld doesn't necessarily... I mean, it does lend to difficulty in sharpening, especially if you're doing work by stone, but also the other uh, alloying elements that might be carbide-forming elements that are in the steel, whether it's tungsten or vanadium or molybdenum and even chromium. Um, those are all things that will create more wear-resistant particles in the blade. Um, but I think from Laren's book that the abl has does a pretty good job of keeping those pretty small and pretty evenly spread out um but i think yeah i don't know i don't at least in abl because abl is a pretty simple stainless uh i feel like 63 isn't unreasonable again it's just you got to make sure whoever's using the knife uh, my concern with sending out a knife that's really high hardness is that the higher the hardness the the more brittle it is as well you yeah. you dro- your toughness drops and so if you send it to somebody and they don't know how to properly take care of it then the chances of them blowing out a chip especially if you grind it down to a prop like a good high performance thin edge of a chef's knife that's going to be problematic so i don't think it's a bad idea to maybe if it's not too late possibly put it back through the temper again uh, or at least on future knives to bring it back down, bring it down to closer to like sixty. You know, Excellent. Give or take a point. Excellent job. Excellent job. That's the you re- make
4: a good point as well about the the cutting surface. I saw it again this week. So my wife was watching some American cooking show on TV, and um, a chef who I assume was some sort of celebrity chef or wherever they are cutting on a glass. Glass pastry board, basically. Yeah. And I'm just, you see that so often. You just, say, why do people think that that glass thing is for cutting on? It's not. And it just, yeah, it really winds me up. Uh, it really winds me up.
3: Uh, another thing in regards to Dr. Laren Thomas's book, when you talk to him, he said that his recipes, if you're going to use that expression, are a guideline. Yep. So he gives you a range. So if you look in the, especially the, that book is really good because in the back, he's got like, he's got all the recipes but he gives you a range so he says if you're gonna want it like this then you get it like this you want it like this you get it like this so it's it's you should kind of use it, that idea and Marek was on on the money hundred percent throw it back in the temper bump it up a little bit give it drop it drop it down a little bit you that range is, is where it is but um in regards to what you just said Craig it just reminded me I'm on this fucking gerbil wheel of being asked to write articles i'm saying oh. right they're making me they're making me answer they're interviewing me for these fucking I get the I get the I say I don't say no because it's like food and wine. but it's like the question it's like what's your what's your favorite electric knife sharpener? I've been mean, that goddamn train forever <laughs> and I don't say no because it's just like you, you say no too many times and people stop asking. And one of the and so I'm thinking I'm gonna get a call. No, they send me once again. <laughs> I get the questions. And I gotta write the magna carta for each one, and they're stupid questions. And they're so too us or it's the knife making community, there's such incredibly broad questions. The one question that they were asking me about electric sharpeners, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, well, I want to pull my hair out about <laughs> having to do this goddamn thing. <laughs> is they ask, what's the learning curve? What's the learning curve? And I had to write, the learning curve on everything is a lot. Everything is hard everything is hard to do and it takes a long time to understand what you're doing and you have to understand learning curves for everything everything takes a long time just because you don't have a firm understanding so this guy you got to do a few different you got to try a few things you got to try a few things but the funny part is, is everybody wants an exact answer and even the knife sharpening people they're like, what's the learning curve on these things? I'm fucking a lot. Fuck You've got to fuck a few knives up. <laughs> it's not a pencil sharpener, dude. I mean, it's like, yeah. you're going to fuck a few
4: things up, period. You know? So, yeah. Fair enough. Hilarious. Okay. Uh, Fernandez Forge says, um, hey man, I can ask you a question. Do you guys have any tips or ideas on how a small-time bladesmith like myself can take advantage of the upcoming weekend's buy-in frenzy? Which was last weekend um with black friday and cyber monday coming. it would be nice to get in touch to get in on the action thanks sincerely willy come early nice <laughs> that that old gag <laughs> um so yeah we have missed it um but yeah and any tips on jumping on that promotion bandwagon um i think jeff's got good pointers that he's talked about in the past
3: I mean, you got to think early. And it took me... I had three years ago, I said, I'm going to have 100 knives for Christmas. And that was my plan three years ago. And it took me three years to get to that point. You got to plan early. You can't jump on anything. And these and the weirdest, the, the hardest part is, and this is something that the getting into knife business is so hard because the custom orders are what it gives you the money to keep going it's the seed money to keep going but you gotta get past it to have stuff available because when people call to see if you have anything they don't want to hear yeah but it's a three-month waiting period or mm-hmm. a six-month period period they're not interested i used to be like i used to have to train people I'm like look i'm not like amazon now we have enough stuff, and I'm so crazy about it. If I get an order in during the day, I'll stop everything to ship it out within the hour, just because I want people to be like, "Oh shit!" You, I mean, you fucking working. That's my goal. Is I want to be better. But you got to. You want to
2: be like Amazon? Do you are you do you concerned? Are you concerned at all that you're setting up unreasonable expectations? Though,
3: if I have something, why can't I send it the same day? Okay. I mean, it's not hard to wrap something up and put it in the mail. If I don't have it, then I don't have it. But if okay. I have it, I'm not going to wait. I was talking to somebody who's like, oh, you're going wait a couple of days. Why don't you give good, good customer service? You know, so I mean, my whole thing, and I'll tell you a funny thing, crazy thing, is, and I'm not, like, trying to, obviously, I'm not trying to compete with Amazon, but I'm also trying to give high customer service, custom knife orders, and I'm trying to give personalized service. And I had a woman who just bought a knife. And uh, yesterday morning, I sealed it up, I wrapped it up, had a couple hours, you know, I was going to go on the way from, uh, on the way to the post office to go to lunch, let the dogs out. And I put it in the mail, and by the time I get back, the woman wrote me a message saying, Oh, I made a mistake. Is there any way I could get a refund, and I want to get a different knife? I'm thinking,
4: wow. It's already gone. Mm.
3: Well, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm either going to, so, you know, I hate to say it, donuts fucking for the win. I've been giving my post office so many donuts. I ran back to the post office and I said, I I just dropped this off. Is there any way I can get it back? And she goes, absolutely, no problem. Gave it right back to me. I gave them the donuts at Christmas. They remember me. We do business. Uh And they wrote her a message. I said, don't worry. We'll give you a full refund. She bought another knife, put it in the mail today. Bingo, bango, bongo. Customer service is underrated. Underrated, hundred percent.
4: So do you have stuff wrapped, ready to go then? So these hundred knives no. you've got, they're just. I right. Okay. I I have some
3: sort of mental lapse where I refuse to sharpen them before I ship them uh, beforehand. So I'll right. sharpen them when they when I order them when they ordered, and it's because I'm just afraid. I don't know. I'm afraid I'm gonna drop it. I'm afraid something's gonna happen. You know. Oh, I had yeah, one point. Yeah. There was uh, humidity in the, one of the boxes, and I had to refinish something. Uh-huh. Actually, we had, somebody asked me, asked the podcast if I would ever re-stonewash finish a knife, and I actually re-stonewash finish a knife yesterday with the handle on it, and I, it worked great. And it'll be real quick. I wrapped it with uh, electric, the handle with rec- electrical tape, I put uh, some saran wrap around it, more electric tape. I dropped the knife in up to the bolster, into the the acid to get it dark. And I threw the whole goddamn thing in the tumbler for 5 minutes, 15 minutes. Handle was fine. And I got the stone wash finished. So, customer service. Nice
4: nice nice
2: well and partly what i was referring to as well is that you've done gift certificates in the past sure because some for some makers it might be a lot to ask to have a bunch of inventory handy or to plan for that but gift certificates are always something that can be brought back and used later right
3: gcs are great except for a couple things one is some people don't redeem them for a long time and they will come up to you at the least uh, appropriate time hmm. so i've had people who have been redeeming their their gift certificates after two years Wow. and wow. or they'll ask me to hit a deadline and we take care of it i mean that's the one part about the gift certificates i don't like is is that you you know obviously you can't expect somebody it's better to just be able to sell a knife you know but you know obviously people want a gift certificate too so you got to do it all gotcha with a smile on your face,
4: or yeah. you don't have to have a smile on your face. There you go. Okay. Morocco, do you want to take the next one?
2: All right. The I next one oh, is right. from our guy, Tom Moss. Uh, he says he's got an etiquette question. What should you bring when invited or self invited to another shop? Also, with the skill level of the inviter versus. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. You got it. Okay. <laughs> with the skill level of the inviter versus the invitee, matter? And then he says, "Realize that 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 two of you, your egos, will cons- uh, consider your presence as a as a gift." Uh, talking about us dirtbags.
4: Not sure if I follow that. But. <laughs> he means you too, clearly. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. What should you take if invited to another person's shop? Are you taking any tools with you? Are you taking any of your work with you? Um, are you taking donuts as a what gift? You, you mean?
2: as a gift as a gift or say you invite well, me to your bring? shop, right? I would bring my own hammers and tools, and possibly even my own steel, so that I'm as little of an impact on your shop as possible. Even though I'm a guest, I still don't want to be a, a hassle. It's
3: interesting that you say that. Okay, I wouldn't. I might not. I might have stuff in the car, but I wouldn't be. If I was showing up to someone's house, I wouldn't want to be uh, presumptuous enough to think we're going to work. So, I mean, I would assume that's the only
2: reason they're inviting me to their shop.
3: Oh, just to talk. <laughs> well, that, here's the funny thing is like, you get people, I mean, you get people come, I get people calling me up saying, <laughs> I want to come down to your shop and work. Wow, it doesn't really work that way. It's not mm-hmm. like, this isn't like playtime for, right. you know, play, it's not playtime, you know, so it's like sometimes those things are hard. So maybe sure. if I get invited to somewhere, maybe I'll have the stuff, but I wouldn't be presumptuous enough to sit, walk in with the tape measure and the safety glasses on and say, let's get to work. <laughs> But I, I do think that bringing donuts is the move. Uh, actually, our boy Alpha, Alpha Knifeworks, I listened to this podcast, brought a pile of Dunkin' Donuts to the Center for Mental Arts and coffee. And uh, Pat Quinn turns to me and he goes, you, you, you what? Why did he? Bring, that's unbelievable. You knife talk guys. you knife talk guys, he, he, he made reference to the fact that we said something <laughs> on knife talk about showing up with donuts and it made a big difference definitely
2: yeah. mm. well if we're going to be like that just as a guest coming then i would probably at least bring like a six pack of beer whether we drunk it or drank it or not or a bottle of something or I yeah don't
3: know what. be yeah. nice just you know yeah
4: yeah courteous yeah okay the oh, actually before we do the next listen listen to this combat abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. 15% off. CombatAbrasives.com. Um, I need to apologize. My chair is creaking like crazy. I can't Hold hear it. Again. You can't. Okay. Okay. I won't apologise then. <laughs> okay. The next question is from the Bear Metalworks. Um, hey cuties, I got a question for you. Uh, do any of you have tactics for not getting IG posts flagged? I've had it happen a couple of times where I was warned I'm either in trouble for losing my account or not um, or not being shared to non followers if I leave certain posts up because they contain weapons. Uh, they're just pictures of my knives, either on my anvil or near food I've chopped. I know many have come across this issue as well. I'm just trying to advertise my products. they aren't weapons. So this is probably related to what's been going on over the last sort of fortnight, I suppose, the last right. two weeks, yeah. um, of Instagram flagging posts and saying that they, they won't show them to non followers. Um because they won't recommend them. Wouldn't recommend them, yet. yeah. In, in this in, case, and eligible, an eligible
2: for recommendation is what I've been seeing. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, have you got any tips on it? I know Jeff, um, you managed to sort yours out.
3: Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, the, the root of it all is the fact that algorithms don't understand context. So, algorithms will whatever they're using is. they're not really kind of you don't really can't really negotiate with them so some of them are some of the times that the times that I've gotten mine flagged have been ridiculous obviously they're ridiculous but it's not like there's not a guy in a chair saying you know lightning bolt forge fuck you I'm gonna get you it's like it's like (laughs) it's like they they see a cover page and from what I understand it's usually the cover pages and then they're the they're nice enough frankly to even tell you Here's what we're doing, and here's how you can fix it. You know, I think that there's a lot of people are losing their minds, calling it knife apocalypse. I mean, give me a break. Just fix the problem and go, and then get on your next, you know, anxiety. No, serious. Some of these guys are like, I mean, they're losing their fucking mind. I mean, I've heard on podcasts, I've heard on podcasts, people lose their goddamn minds over something... That is very explainable,
4: you know. Yeah, I think people think they're being targeted, right. maybe. And like you said, it's not some guy. It's 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 machine learning. It's learning to recognize what a knife is, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe some, maybe in the algorithm they've said you know knives we're not going to recommend. Um, so yeah, it's it, nobody's picking on you. Yeah, nobody's going. Yeah,
3: yeah, you're being dramatic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: What do you think, yeah. Mareko? I mean, I do think uh, some of that. I, I have seen some of these posts in there. It, People are taking it very personally, and I think you're right, Jeff. Like it's just blanket sweeping through and 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 making a bunch of accounts ineligible. And I actually, I j- I just disputed it or whatever. I just like they it had a little question mark. Like, do you want to? I can't remember the word, but just you know, edit try to or remove. Have, yeah, whatever. Have get it fixed. And so I did that, and then a couple days later. I got a th- notification that it was fixed, and I think they just looked at <laughs> my page and saw that I've never had any content flagged or anything, and, or go against community guidelines. And so they're like, "Oh yeah, you're fine." And then they <laughs> took it off, and so now I'm eligible again for recommendation. Not that it's, I that I think it's actually happening, but
4: well,
3: that's see that there's a few things going on, and obviously we won't go into it. And we've ta- we've P.S. to all the other bullshit podcasts around who we've, we've been talking about this for over a year about section 230 i won't bore you but go into it and it's the the one person i, I was talking to tomer of florentine kitchen knives at like five o'clock in the morning the saturday that it happened and he said it hadn't affected him yet and then all of a sudden it swept across europe and then the, the algorithm swept across europe and he wrote okay now it got me to it He wrote something very, very interesting on us. It was very simple and it was succinct and it was uh, very poignant. He says, we pay, he says, we pay advertise, we pay for advertisement. The one thing about this, whatever, whatever you want to call it, is the bottom line is you have to understand that you cannot count on them Mm -hmm. to not change the rules. You cannot count on them to not change the rules they're going to do it. So you you either have to accept it and shut up about it, or you have to get off of it. But it's like the Shreig of Vaulting all, all the time about all this stuff. <laughs> it's foolish, you can't count on them, you can pay them, and they're still gonna fuck you. <laughs> and, and, and they're gonna change the rules every single time. And we have to understand that and we have to accept it. And that's it.
0: Yep.
4: Yeah. When you think what a tool <laughs> what a tool everyone is what a tool everybody's got at their disposal anyway you know being able to take a photo in their shop bang done in a millisecond it's up for the rest of the world to <clears> see <throat> and you're not paying for that it's just it's mind-blowing anyway oh, you know yeah so yeah they don't relaxed. owe us anything just either relax. no, no yeah. and i think free. that's the
2: hard thing to remember it's like this is their house this is their party it's yeah. like getting mad at somebody for not giving you their gifts that they just got for their birthday party or something like that. It's like, you know what the funniest
3: is? Is when somebody will write a post and then they'll tag Zuck in it. <laughs> As it, (laughs) like, he's gonna see it, yeah. Yeah. Is it like (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg is like (laughs) freaking out with his, you know, free? Oh, god, what did this guy say? It's hilarious, and it's like the knife making community who I love, and I'm I'm saying this with peace and love and respect. Some of you have got to be a little bit tougher, (laughs) you got to learn about business and not take everything so personally because it's like. They make change. They change the rules, and we you have to either jump ship and figure something out. or You got to be resourceful. But it's like the of the crazy, the, the mania I've heard, especially sure. on other podcasts. It's like you're 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 wrapping people up in this like fur this fear, and it's like and they're amplifying it by every time you freak out that it's calling it an apocalypse. It's laughable. <laughs> yeah, they, well, the- they're telling you what they're gonna how to fix the problem,
2: right? Well, and I think part of the thing is, like, I, some of the posts I saw, people were like, I can't believe they're doing this to a whole community. And it's like, the reality, like, they have billions of users. Yes. And if it affects a f- tiny fraction of 1%, they're fine. They don't care. And, and the real they're issue Unfortunately, they're not there is... for you. You are here for them, <laughs> to, to use them and their platform. The real
3: issue is, is they should have done this in June or not the week before Black Friday, where a lot Mm. of people are expecting to sell business. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, that is the issue. The problem I have is more about the fact that it was the most, everyone's all stressed, especially small businesses are stressed out as it is. And this is an opportunity to hope and possibly make money. For them to do it the week before the busiest time of the year for a lot of small businesses, that was the, the worst part of it all. Yeah, seems if they had done, they kind of started doing it back in, you know, like a, in the summer or something like that. But no one was really kind of prepared, and I think that is I'm far more aggravated about than anything else. But the timing sucked, you know, for, and it really put unnecessary stress on a lot of people. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I got some advice to answer this guy's questions about Ooh, trying good. not to get flagged. Is be careful of your hashtags. I actually basically completely stopped using hashtags on any of my posts. Really, more than anything, because I didn't really notice much of a difference, if any difference, in performance between mm. a post with hashtags and a post without. And so, and you know, when like people are putting all kind of like knives of Instagram or knife this knife life or whatever the fuck, like all this, just knife porn. That's a good knife one. porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking um, knife porn. So yeah, so. being careful with your hashtags if you if you use hashtags use something like heirloom handmade or just handmade in whatever fucking state you're from new york vermont california wherever um you know even using actually you know what look at um if especially if you're a culinary knife maker and and like this seattle has has a magazine called, uh, I think it's just Seattle Met or Metropolitan. And they just talk about restaurants and businesses and stuff in the area. But if you look at their Instagram, they use particular hashtags. It might behoove you to use some of their hashtags so that even if somebody happens to be searching their hashtags or they happen to see some stuff that, uh it's not necessarily maybe they're branded hashtags but that that magazine might see some of your work and for some reason they'll start reaching out to you and (laughs) which is a a drop in the ocean but chance of it's an opportunity get an article yeah but you're creating opportunity or potential for opportunities there's no guarantee Mm. for any of this stuff but just be smarter about your hashtags because no custom no potential customer is searching knife porn. oh sorry Dick pics, what'd you say? I said feet pics, but you could.
4: Oh, feet pics. pics. <laughs> Don't put feet pics in your hashtags. <laughs> you might get some business, frankly, now yeah. that I think about it. That would, a really good point there about using, you know, your town name, that kind of thing in hashtags. Mm-hmm. Because I think the only time I've ever clicked on hashtags is if I see something that's, you know, local to me. And I want to see what's going on around, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, but seriously, I can't remember the last time I clicked on a hashtag. Let's. Sure. Yeah.
3: This is a perfect time because we have we have a limited amount of time and we have red flags, a lot of red flags to catch up on. what oh. okay. would be some red flag hashtags that you should probably stay away from <laughs> when it comes to posting about your knives? Mm. Knife porns on there. Hashtag <clears throat> knife porn. Get rid of it.
4: Um, weapon. Anything. Anything of that could you know show danger. Um, maybe even. Sharp, pointy, all these things that are could be sort of negative connotations, knife. I suppose. Um, yeah. knife life. What is knife life?
2: <laughs> we're living it right now.
4: I didn't share the knife recording, life, the knife podcast. Life chose me. yeah,
3: baby. We <laughs> knife life, baby.
2: That's it.
3: Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, this is maybe this isn't the, the best. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're gonna get some bad ones, but you gotta, everyone's just gotta. You figure something out. Figure something out. Well, you're think, right, Craig. You're, I'm exactly you're right.
2: Well, I think also just uh, any other tips or tactics might be to not just rely on the Instagram. I all of a sudden I saw a bunch of people saying sign me sign up for my um, newsletter if you want to see work that comes available. But the th- part of the silly thing about that was a lot of accounts were being not allowed to be recommended to non-followers, but anybody that would see that would still see any post where something was available. But I do think that having newsletter, having a newsletter, which we obviously have talked about for, especially over the last couple of years is having a newsletter is a great way to get people signed up who are, who are ready to pull the trigger. Active. Active. They're already activated, ready to go.
4: Yeah. It's a good idea thinking outside the box of, you know, thinking maybe outside of Instagram, what could I do? Because I think so many people rely just on Instagram. Um, And, you know, I always wonder that I think it's mainly the community we're being followed by. The average person who you're hoping would buy a knife probably doesn't follow knife accounts on on Instagram anyway. Um, But, you know, think smart little things like reach out to your favorite podcast, even if it's, you know, not a knife making podcast, whatever you listen to. They get guests to get on there. They can have a different audience, and that's the audience you want to be in front of because all of a sudden then you're the expert on knife making and you can really sell your product. They want to come to you because they've heard you about these great things. Um, So, yeah, just think outside the box and not always go down the same avenue as everybody else.
2: Well, I mean... it, it it's about creating brand awareness at that point right if you can't be recommended yeah, yeah. then it's like where do you where do people find out about you and it's like you know yeah. bump up your knife making game and the quality and creativity of your work and maybe abe shaw or other knife purveyors will start selling your work and they are i still believe that there's so much white noise now in the custom knife world that People can look up custom handmade knives, kitchen knives and chef's knives all they want. But there's so many. It's like, how can you actually tell the difference between them? And they will have to start. I think a lot of potential customers are going to forums or they're going to reputable purveyors like Abe Shaw and and uh, others to, to get kind of to have somebody to guide them through the experience because they don't know what the fuck they're looking at. Going to shows is also going to have more value. I think again, these days, because then that's an opportunity for somebody to meet you actually physically in person. Um, And that, that's
4: really powerful, I think in a big way. And yeah, I don't know. I think, so. I think what Jeff's doing is great, too. Yeah. Where Jeff is sort of cooking and, and, and so on. Uh, Jeff very rarely puts something online. Sorry, Jeff. I'm talking to you if you're not here. Um, where, you know, he's showing him making the knife, you know, because that's that's for a different audience. That's for a knife-making no. audience. I use you know, sometimes? Most of, yeah, sometimes, yeah. But it's quite rare. Most of your stuff is for, you know, you're just like, oh, well, that's a cool knife. Look what he's doing there, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's more shareable to, 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 like, the general populace, not just to the knife-making community. Right.
3: I try to make stuff that's very approachable because right. I want my knives to be approachable to an average cook So I'm not making like tweezer food shit, you know, very yeah. rarely and I've gotten a lot of trouble with chefs real chefs who break my balls about some of the things I'm doing and I and I tell them I'm like Don't worry. I'm not working for you.
2: I, yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm working not in for your you. fucking restaurant. Dude, I'm not in your kitchen.
3: Wanna, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe maybe you should get off the phone it's not for you. Don't you have business? Yeah. Don't you have some some service to be doing? Don't worry about me and my leaks. Fuck you. Yeah. Get off get off yeah. my phone.
4: <laughs> so, I think another one is Toma Florentine kitchen knives as well. He generally doesn't show that much of the the making process. But he's got like almost like high end art photos. So I can see another crowd of people just, you know, coveting his knives just because he makes these beautiful images of them as well. I'll give Mm. you There's, there's there's all these other ways to get in front of people, not necessarily I hate you know to give away his secret, but he is
3: he's he gives up on social media to a certain degree because he Hmm. does so much he he obviously they have a budget for advertisement and they have less of a budget for instagram and facebook than they do for say like google ads and he's just like you can't trust these mother i mean they they have a budget but it's just like this more and more they're just like kind of steering clear of social media because you just can't count on them you know yeah
4: makes sense completely
3: well listen we have we can we can do red flags another time. I know you have a hard out. We also have to promote the fact that the all-beef review will be coming up at the end of the year. So
4: Oh, I forgot about that. Don't yes.
3: forget. You should have remembered when you were doing camera talk last week, but that's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> fucking, camera Or talk. whatever it was. Walkman walk, 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 talk. <laughs> yeah, Walkman talk. So, guys, listen. Every year we do the all-beef review, and this is all stem to stern your complaints about anything it could be knife related it could don't say people this is the one fucking thing we won't do is we're not going to bash somebody so it's like if you have some beef with some person we're not gonna. We're not gonna. I am just not even gonna look at it. So forget it. So come Stop up. Yeah, yo, you, you have no idea. The, I, if I could do it, a, a whole episode of the questions that we had to not do, it would be. Cr- it would be like total. It would be like GG Allen and the Murder Junkies. It would be crazy. Totally crazy. That's a that's a deep cut for somebody else. So send in DM. Go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram and send in your beefs for the and and write in the beginning all beef review and please I appreciate how creative you all are with your words but let's not make this the magna carta you know what i'm talking about don't, don't you can edit yourself a little bit you don't have to put the you know like the, the side talk it was a wednesday the side was talk there's a lot of side talking a lot of the things you guys write <laughs> you know like you know what i mean don't write the fucking side talk i don't want any side talk just write it clear concise and funny and we'll read it
4: so there you go while your browser's open, head on over to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They've got everything you need steel belts, handle materials, tools, forges, and basically anything we mention on the show. They get, Lawrence is going to get it in stock. So go take a look. Um They've always got a you know, thing with belts, 10% off by 10. So it's just, it's great. They've got everything you need. Take a look. They're also on Instagram, Maritime Knife Supply.
3: We can do red flags or listener feedback or back to questions. It's all up to you. we got lots of Let's stuff. Do okay, Let's do some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Guys, if you want to listen, if you want to respond to the podcast, go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram and DM us a uh, listener feedback. This one comes from our friend Justin Stinson. That's Running Man Forge. It got much better than that guy. He says, as a seasoned Instagram knife maker, the recent attack was nothing new. It happens every couple of months to me just delete the post it flags and move on the AI hit, did hit harder than it ever has though the reaction was kind of funny everything is all good good old Justin since oh, um, our friend Benjamin Mullins Benjamin Mullins a good listener big big listener from a long time he says here's a little feedback a year two or uh, year a uh, year or so ago I' had been getting dizzy spells along with a couple of other symptoms back in june i had a bad case of it and i went uh when i bent over to pick up a couple bundles of newspapers off the floor one of the carriers who happens to be a nurse responded to me saying i can see your heart pounding through your t-shirt it looks like you're having heart palpitations told me to go see a doctor and i remember jeff talking about the same thing and how it correlated with caffeine i was drinking eight to ten cups of coffee a day. Oh, <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Oh, my God. Wow. So I dropped down to two cups of coffee a week and then one cup after that, a day after that. And by the time I made it to my doctor's appointment, the doc said I had already taken a step in the right direction. Along with diet changes and more water, I feel much better and haven't had an incident in months. Wow. Jeff sharing his personal experience probably saved me. Love you guys and thank you. He didn't
4: add that. Jeff added. I that
3: didn't add that, it. motherfucker. <laughs> Jeff, I don't, the I don't. I'm not the Magna Carta. I write the Magna Carta for the for the. For the yeah, I wrote the whole thing. P.S. <laughs> P.S. Jeff, you have lovely green eyes. You're well. You're right. P.S. 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 Jeff, I know you didn't have the squits because it would have been the squirts. I know all about
4: it. Uh, no. The squits. The squits. Well, funnily enough, just this week I had the worst heartburn. I thought I was having a heart attack myself. Um, really, and I was up all night, and I was just bent over in agony. And I haven't had that for years. And there was a, a period where I was getting it quite regularly. And um, <laughs> turned out, I have a loose sphincter uh, <laughs> at the bottom of my. <laughs> I
3: mean, turns out we
4: all knew that. <laughs> turns out, turns out in the oh. bottom of my food pipe, and it allows the food to come back up. But um, yeah. for some reason, I hadn't had it for so long. But again, this week it came up, and it was just. Oh, you know, worst pain.
2: I was reading an article about that loose sphincter of yours. Um, and it, <laughs> the, whole,
4: the three five five <laughs> specifically
3: it on the block. Of mine. It's on the three five five blog Craig's <laughs> our our guitarist loose sphincter.
2: <laughs> I guess it has to do with um, eating late in the evening just before going to bed, because when you lay down, then the pressure from that food in your stomach is pushing on the backside of that sphincter, and uh, it, is. And it yeah. causes yeah. some of that reflux to happen. So. Maybe, yeah, that's something. Yeah, you gotta, think no, you're right. the late yeah, you right, and up, Late night snacks, sitting up. sitting up
3: certainly helps. You got to yeah. get easy on them f-holes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, you got, <laughs> you're unbelievable. You and your sphincter, <laughs> you and your loose sphincter. All I'm now, i when you, when you said sphincter, I'm thinking your bunghole hole. But now I'm realizing it's like you're trying to you're trying to fucking pelican down a hamburger. <laughs> And that's the problem. No teeth. Yeah.
4: Ten, minutes, ten minutes before bed, <laughs> as much as you can. Cram it in there. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm looking for my happy meal. I already fucking took care of it, kid. <laughs> Down the hatch.
4: <laughs> ah, Okay. Let me tell everybody about TexasFarrowSupply.com. Um, everything you possibly need, whether you're a farrier, a blacksmith, a knife maker, bladesmith, whatever you want to call yourself, they've got it all. One very important part of that infantry is Indasa Rhino-Wet. We all use it. It's the sandpaper that just saves you time and saves you money. They've got all the grits you could possibly need. Head on over to TexasFiresupply.com. Fill up your cart with, with Rhino-Wet. Have a look at what everything else they've got because you're going to get 10% off by using Knife Talk 10 at checkout. So go take a look. com.
3: Here, here's a good one from our friend uh, Jeff Jackson. Jeff Jackson says, With Black Friday and Christmas gift-buying season just a few weeks away, we all have tools or equipment we'd love to add to our shops. So this year, what are you hoping to see in Santa's
4: sack? What are you guys hoping to see in Santa's sack? I can't stop laughing every time somebody says Santa's sack. Yeah. I'm 46 years old, but i <laughs> yeah. still there.
3: Yeah, you and your loose sphincter. Yeah. Well, yeah. what kind of tools um, are you looking for, my boy?
4: tools well after last week's chat with with moreko and i was talking about me needing to you know warm back up and get back into it i sort of dusted off a lot of my stuff this week and uh, um a lot of it i should have taken a lot more care of unfortunately Mm. um things like you know the pillars on drill presses rusting up a bit and you know things like that um so yeah i think um There probably will be a list of stuff that I need. Um, A lot of it is things like well, we've done this before, like a holiday gift guide, haven't you? Here we are, cheap things that you need around. You know, Um, digital calipers. You know, just just a couple of cheap pairs of them. Have them around everywhere. That kind of thing. Uh, One, two, three blocks. We always mention them. Um, Just these these little things that can often just sort of go walkies as well. And um, and I said. I haven't, my shop hasn't been active for so long. Now, when I went in and tried to find stuff, he said, oh, where the hell is that, you know? So it'd be nice to have just a bunch of these little things that I could just have around. I always know where they are, that kind of thing.
2: Marekko, what are you hoping to see in Santa's sack? I'm hoping to see one of those carbide uh, scribes from the the boys down under, from Corin. Oh, those yeah. Scribes, those carbide scribes are pretty slick. I like those a lot. Uh, oh, with other the other ones with the, with, with the middle finger
3: idea? engraved in them?
2: Yeah, with the middle finger engraved on it. I like mm. that one. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I mean, big ticket items would be like a sandblasting cabinet. That's or, a good idea. Yeah, I would love to get a sandblasting cabinet. Um, And I don't, I don't know what else. I... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's basically it right now.
3: <laughs> Sandblasting cabinet is a good. I, we don't really ever talk about sandblasters. But we don't. I kind of like.
4: No, beca- we don't, yeah. And I
3: was I was at uh, Harbor Freight not too long uh, a couple months ago when I got my. Uh, and I was looking at them. They're not that expensive, and it's just like, uh, do I want to get involved with a sandblaster? Where am I going to put it? And are you going to outgrow it? Or what's the right size? And I was like, fuck this thing. I don't need it. I don't need it. But uh, I really kind of wish I did. For me, this year, I'm just gonna have to get a fiber laser or something. Mm. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah. Just for engraving, not for the uh, etching and engraving. It's just like it would it would open us up to a lot of stuff. But I just got to find a clean place. I might just bring it to the house if I do get it and set up a space to do it. Yeah, in a... you
0: don't.
4: I mean, you don't need much room. Um, it needs to be vented um, because if you're doing a bunch of them at once, it, it can build up and it. Yeah, we just
3: it have a tube that goes out the window. Fuck it out the window like <laughs> you do.
4: Fuck it, spunk it out the window. That's what the, we do. Yeah,
3: that, yeah. that a few years ago, if you're listening to the old podcast, we were talking about how you vent everything, and Craig says, yeah. "I just, I just fuck it out the window. Just, I got a vent that just shoots everything right out the window." Yep, yep,
4: Yeah. You know why not? Fucking those sheep right up, straight into the atmosphere.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. No, spunk n- with, it out the with window. no, with no, dis- complete disregard for anybody. Yeah. Right out the fucking window. <laughs>
4: I'm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of you nowhere, know, it's, yeah. It's fine, yeah. yeah. Except for this
3: one spot that's covered in, like, G10 and <laughs> dust and shit. There's this one, like, fucked up pig who's been, like, <laughs> eating it all. <laughs> yeah. Green tea. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Jesus. <laughs> uh, so many ideas for a title, but we're going to stick with you. Stick with the
3: F holes. Like. F holes are working. <laughs> F holes are loose. No, you do too much. You do too much. This is the reason why we can't get these big guys to listen anymore.
4: <laughs> you're right. You're right. We'll stick with the F holes. <laughs> stick with the F holes. Um. We ha- do you know what Whilst whilst we're talking about you know Christmas gifts all that idea um a lot of you may be sort of forced away from your from your shop because you, know, you may have family saying oh, come on it's Christmas we all need to be together and stuff you may be itching to still be making well you know what open your laptop head on over to knifeprint.com you can still design knives if you've never done any CAD work before in your life um Christmas is the perfect time to to, to, to learn because you've got time on your hands um knifeprint.com is cad in the browser no need to download any programs there's no licensing issues at all um, they'll teach you how to do cad which is you can design your knives online you can save them make little edits do all that kind of stuff um print out a template to paper if you want or you can print out the steel pick the steel that you want the thickness um and they'll laser jet cut it or water jet cut it and just ship it out to you an amazing service it's like living in the future knifeprint.com go take a look we have more feedback questions whatever you want um bu- bu-
3: bu- let's do a bit more feedback I suppose okay yeah. our friend will from Maine says I have a hot take we used to do hot takes so threw one in yeah. Scandy grinds this is about scandy grinds Scandy grinds mm. don't have a separate edge bevel and skinning knives don't have straight edges should we correct knife makers when they're using the wrong terms or steer away from it so it's not to come off like a gatekeeping jackass personally other than this hot take i really try to avoid doing it by the way getting a legitimate scandy grind sharp is a pain in the
4: butt keep up the great work will so mm-hmm. is it is that true is that so about a scandy grind yeah scandy grind is just um yeah it just goes straight down to it so it's generally a thicker it's like a chisel like, things like you know like a chisel yeah yeah but you know but two-sided um they're generally thicker knives because they're like camp knives or you know use them out in the field and the whole point is that it's slightly easier to sharpen maybe if you've got a stone just like a really small stone um you don't have to find your find an angle because you just find the angle of the whole the whole grind um but i've done them in the past where i've done them that way but then i have taken a secondary edge to it as well to sharpen it up a bit. yeah exactly yeah yeah, but again, it's it's just like we talked about earlier. It's the purpose of what you're using the knife for. I suppose mm. you know, um, if you you know if you're battening through stuff, um, you, you, you know you, you're going to want a, a, a reliable edge. That's going to be that's going to be hard. It's not going to roll to it too easily. Um, but if you you know if you're skinning, you want something super sharp and and something like that that's not as durable.
2: morecco you ever do? Does it need
4: to be as durable. You ever
3: do skinny grinds, Maracco?
2: Uh I have not. Uh, I was actually just talking, my buddy I was talking about earlier, the farrier, um, he was talking to me about trying to to build some uh, Pucos, and I actually kind of steered him away from the Scandi grind because of its asymmetrical nature, and because of that, it has a tendency to steer. Now, I think it has a purpose Mm. if that's how you're using it, It, but it's it's ground for a specific kind of set of uses, but if you're not going to be using it for that kind of stuff, a a symmetrical grind or a bilateral grind is going to be a lot more suitable for the work. Um, I can't remember the
4: question actually. Right now. Uh, well, no, here's the, but here's the. I thought. What, what, you, what so, um, yeah I thought what you by, grinds, bilateral or symmetrical? I thought syn- it is both sides. A scandi. I didn't oh. think it was scandi asymmetrical.
3: Grind. I thought a scandi grind was t- both was it symmetrical. Both sides, yeah.
2: Oh, I always saw the scandi grinds I've seen are only like a, they're like Japanese knives, like the
4: like. Like a, a Kiradashi. Like a yeah, like a chisel bevel. Those are the ones I've seen. Yeah, no, Scandi do, does both sides, but it but it basically grinds right down to to the cutting edge, basically. So there's no secondary like bubbles, an axe right, for sharpening. Yeah, like an axe. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Scandinavia, I would imagine, this okay. is where it comes yeah. from, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Yeah, so they're generally quite. Sh- the grind is generally quite short on them, so they're quite stout. You know, so they're quite strong in that respect. They're not going right up the whole cheek of the blade. They're not like a, like a, an inch, you know. It's generally like fifteen mil, twenty mil, that kind of thing. Um, so they can be quite stout. You, you'd use a you'd use a a big thickness knife, you know, a, a, a thick spine. Anyway. So they don't really have much um, of
2: a secondary bevel. They just have a primary bevel, and then right. it's... The, th- the rest of all. it's They're just yep. a primary bevel and then it's I the think, thickness yeah. of the blade
4: and some guys
2: even
3: just do a short scanty grind on all their knives and it's just that's it i mean that's the edge i mean there's like there's no bevel yeah. whatsoever it's just it's all just a
4: bar and then edge right yeah and i think that's the point so it's easy to sharpen if you're not used to sharpening and you've just got a stone or something you're out in the field you have not got to find that angle you just you're just taking the whole bevel down you know you're out in the field Look at field, you yeah. out in the field.
3: <laughs> are you carving up them little fucking whispers of those little? What do they call? You know about bushcrafting? All those little they get a little stick with all your little fiddly foo-foo's on there, so you can get yeah. Yeah, you pull out your plug lighting fires. you pull out your little yeah. rod, and you fucking knock it into your knife, and then hope for
4: God's <laughs> so sake. What you do with your little rod? When <laughs> you you're know out that field, little
3: that thing, and then you're hoping for <laughs> Christ's sake that you get a spark. Meanwhile, you're cars is <laughs> five feet away <laughs> <laughs> true quite true yeah the, got the gas your station pocket. is yeah. down the way and it's like <laughs> yeah. you know all of a sudden you're like in uh you know bear grills territory drinking yeah. your piss and trying to fucking light a fire <laughs> oh with God.
4: a knife <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's basically uh, a scandy drive a scandy uh here's a good one from yeah, what uh, you could do obviously on a broadback Oh, I'm sure you could do a very good one on a broadback. Tell me about your broadback. Speaking dogs. of
3: which, you want to talk about something that w- really saved the day is the Broadback Ironworks adjustable belt table. Really, I finished all these shop knives up and we set up a jig and we set everything up, but the adjustable deck on the the, uh, the adjustable work rest they have is outstanding, and I couldn't have done as good a job, or David couldn't have done as good a job. We both did it together, without that. And Broadback Ironworks is are making attachments for their grinders that are really really helpful, and they take the they take the hard work out of it, and they're great. And if you go to com, put in the promo code Knife Talk ten. I know that they had a great black friday sale that's over but when this comes out it don't matter anymore so knife talk 10 gets you 10 percent off their grinders and all the attachments and highly 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 suggest the um the adjustable work rest and all the attachments Or you know you can retrofit them on other things so definitely check out that
4: yeah and if you're looking for 10 percent off stuff also head over to domsteel.sc we talked to them earlier in the show. Um, it's a stainless Damascus. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And if you tuned into the DCI, you would have seen the kind of stuff people were making with Dharma Steel. Always, always special. And honestly, some of the knives that we saw in that Chef Invitational were just mind-boggling. They're just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So go take a look. You too can make it. Everybody was saying it's far easier to use uh, than they thought it would be. Um, so head to Damascussteel.se. They are A B on Instagram as well. But if you use Knife Talk at checkout, you get 10% off your order, too. We could do a little bit more feedback. We could do whatever you want. It's up to you guys. Um, should we just do a couple more questions? Sure, whatever then you we want. Can, we can head out. Okay. Duck Rabbit Forging. Um, I was talking to a blacksmith recently, and he said he doesn't sell knives because if someone got hurt with some maid, then he could get sued. How big of a problem is this, and what do I need to do to make it not a problem? He said, thanks. I love the show. Um, I think this blacksmith's talking about his arse. Really? <laughs> what do you think? I know in America you have a slightly different culture with regards to suing, but certainly in 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 France here they 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 throw something at them and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> they probably laugh at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is, is that possible? What, could that actually happen? You could sue somebody.
3: You, you can, d- you, can see, you can. Here's the problem. Oh well,
2: you know, Mareka, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, people are ridiculous over here they uh what is it one guy sued mcdonald's and won because the coffee was too hot and he burnt his fucking tongue on it
4: yeah it's like that was quite a famous thing yeah it's like dumb
2: shit don't drink the fucking coffee if it's too fucking hot um i what is it in our terms of use so when we send out an invoice it links um to a terms of use page and part of it is uh essentially saying you know if you hurt yourself or, or anybody else with this knife, uh, we're not responsible for that. Um, so hopefully that covers that at least a little bit. It's trying to help cover that so that when they, and, and then when they make, I think in the invoice, on the invoice it says, by paying this invoice, you are agreeing to the terms of service and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the problem though. Yeah. Even though
3: they read the terms of service, it doesn't mean they can't sue you. And the oh, real sure, issue is- to sue us they can there but what though? sue for what, for what, what no reason? He, you have no these people you have no idea I know that uh, a friend of mine down in Florida uh, I'm not gonna say his name but he's a well-known knife maker he was sued because Florida's fucking nuts and he it really affected him it affected his business it affected him and you know there are you can't the the real issue is, is rather rather it's when you get sued you have to get a lawyer and then you have to spend time mm. to go to court and you yeah. have to pay You're on. you pay that's why a lot of people settle things, because it's cheaper to settle than it is to kind of go through the whole goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. So regardless so of what whether this not... The,
4: what would be the scenario, though, when people could sue? Uh, is it because they've hurt themselves? All right, give you an example.
3: I ordered this knife, it wasn't properly packaged, and when I opened it up in the box, it slipped out and it cut my foot off. <laughs> I mean, that that's not like a not perfect crazy.
2: opportunity for a phone call, actually.
3: That's not crazy. If like that's see, you know what? That's a, that would be that would be your thing. It wasn't properly packaged. It the the mailman. I don't know what happened. It it was sticking out the front, and then my kid stabbed themselves. To take them to the emergency room, I want you to pay for the medical insurance because you didn't you didn't package it correctly. Now, is this far fetched? Yes. Is it plausible? hundred percent plausible. It's hundred percent plausible. And the issue is, regardless of whether or not it goes to trial or not, you got to hire a lawyer anyway so it's like it's Mm. it's wasteful of your time and your money and you kind of have to kind of negate these things so is it possible there everything's possible people are crazy you know people People are crazy yeah so it's like so anyway so what what was the question sorry is Uh, this is uh, it possible to get sued yeah the answer is yes yeah (laughs) Could you guess what? But I mean, it's like uh, Mareko's covering himself and you know, we have insurance. We, I pay, we pay insurance that covers not just the shop, but it's covers the business. So if we had a problem, we have insurance, but that doesn't mean that somebody can't, there's a different, a lot of different ways. I mean, this is, you know, the, the crazy part is the, the, the hardest thing to get was insurance because some of the wording on our website was, they were like, this is a risk that we don't want to take. And we had to take. But, uh, bu- but, bushcraft out of it, and this and that and the thing, and it was it was so hard to get insurance because insurance companies thought that we were a liability because for whatever reason, like they don't insurance doesn't really they don't need context. they just it's business. Mm. and it's like are you gonna get your we're gonna you're gonna buy the insurance and you're gonna pay monthly, pay monthly, pay monthly, but in the long run, are these people gonna get in a problem where it's not gonna be worth it? A possibility so yeah it's yeah the answer is is
4: you got to protect yourself yeah okay okay well I, I need to go but there's one more question which I want to read actually to see what you guys you guys think of it and it, it goes on from what I was talking about last week with Moreco. this is from Tim Landini um, he said his son was born in May of 22 he hasn't picked up a hammer since the month before so since April 2022 um, and he says how do I get back into the swing of it is he talking about
3: a that's, hammer is penis I mean, you know. I mean, Tim. Just good, good Unzip, points. Unzip. Good point. Grab. See. <laughs> no. Check out your f holes. Oh, you old romantic! Check out yet. your f holes. See what's going on. See if it works. I mean,
4: Zip, Get grab. back into
3: the swinging things, my man. It's the only one
4: thing yeah. to do. But he's got a good point. Yeah. So he hasn't been he has been making he has been making knives, selling knives, um, his customer base may have changed a bit and they've gone elsewhere all that kind of stuff. Um so yeah, how is he gonna get back into <laughs> back into the group? Yeah. Marek, <laughs> what do you think?
2: I, I think you just you just gotta start. You just gotta start. And but I think the big thing is that you gotta be take it easy on yourself. Uh, uh, cause will probably make mistakes, or, or you'll be part way through forging something, and you'll have no fucking idea what you're supposed to do next. Just take it easy on yourself and pretend like you're you're teaching somebody, except for you're just teaching yourself. I guess. Hundred uh,
3: percent, not easy. You just got to get back into it, yeah.
4: whatever it takes. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Um, any other questions you guys want to get? Do we through? get? Do we get maritime? Yeah, we can yeah, yeah. Yeah, all done. Thank you. Thank you. All done. <laughs> right, well, I need to head out. It's up to you whether you want to carry on. If so, I'll come back and stop the recording later. i got go um, to go, too. But you've got to go, yeah. too. OK, well, in that case... Unless Mareko wants to do a big monologue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thank you all for listening. Um, We shall be back again uh, next week. And, um, yeah, I hope you had fun. Uh, Remember to put reviews and likes and all the rest of it for whichever podcasting platform you're listening to. And, um, And we shall speak to you again next week.
0: Bye for now.